Tom, speaking of, speaking about getting back out on the road, I would like you to tell me about this. Okay. Yes, I was Please. actually headed in this direction, which is to say, when you got back on two wheels, we should make this this post the uh, the show art. Oh yeah, this uh, this bike it's freaking beautiful. Hmm? But uh, anyways, sorry. Continue. Spoiled a little. So once I was able to start riding again, my philosophy on it was I did nothing wrong. I understand that motorcycles are dangerous. Mostly because of other people. I understood this when I went into it. My dad rode motorcycles. Uh, I knew a lot of people because of him who rode. And the constant thing was, it doesn't matter what type of bike they rode, there are people who have crashed, and there are people who will crash. And there is not a third category. And it's, it's just... If you're going to ride, you accept that, or you're going to have a bad time when that fact comes and bites you. And because nothing I could have done other than leave my house a minute earlier or a minute later would have prevented the accident, and I love motorcycles, why am I going to punish myself because of somebody else's stupidity? No, that's totally reasonable. Yeah. So you got back on a borrowed bike for some time. Yes. And then far more recently. And yes. then you tried to sell me that bike for forever. Oh, that, that was just this little little toy bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was, yeah. Yeah. That was her. Uh, little Z125. 125. Yeah. yeah. Uh, little itty bitty horizontal cylinder air cooled. So slow it can't. You can still get hurt on it, but the bike will not get That's hurt. That's exactly on the it. kind of bike that I would purchase. I once yes. followed Jess, real quick aside about the Z125. Uh-huh. I once followed her. Because it became night, and uh, I did not want her having to ride home on this tiny bike. She is already a tiny person uh, in the dark, you know, less visible to other drivers without an escort vehicle. Mm -hmm. Uh, She got to a whopping 55 miles per hour in a full tuck on this adorable little bike, completely pegged in top gear. Like, that is... As fast as this. I, I think there have been instances like on Chippenham. There is one instance where she, I was just kind of cruising along and she passed me in a full tuck in fourth gear, which was the highest gear they have, yep. bouncing off the rev limiter <laughs> at an indicated 67. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Because yeah. I, I like, recall like, it being going, like closer to 55. That she yeah. topped that. But yeah, uh, th- it would have been a great bike for you, Corey. Yeah. But no, this was not, you, you rode a real motorcycle right. uh, yeah. on, on loan from a friend for a while. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then quite recently. I acquired a Triumph Scrambler 1200. By means of money. Yes. You purchased. Yes. A beautiful orange and, yeah. and other colors, but the tank yeah. is a... Stunning it's orange. primarily orange. It's in the sun. It's very orange. In less direct light, it's almost red. Yeah, like kind of burnt orange. Yeah, um, yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Triumph Scrambler twelve hundred. You said right? Yes. Which is I don't know bikes, but yeah. it is. Help me out. Tell me about it. Twelve hundred cc. Yeah, it's one point two liter. It's a twelve hundred cc parallel twin. So Triumph has the these, 
they call it their modern classics. It's kind of the same thing like what Ford did with the Mustang, where they made it what kind of sort of like. Yeah, it is kind of a retro looking right. bike. The funny way I describe it is it's the insufferable hipster douchebag bike. Like, I, I enjoy wearing flannel shirts, but that's because they're warm, not because they make me look like I do flannel shirt things. So it looks like an old bike, yes. even brand new. But the way that Triumph built it, they kind of debuted the bike by entering one of them in the Mexican 1000, which is essentially like the vintage racing equivalent to the Baja 1000. But like they still allow modern stuff to show up. But it's like where you would go to play with if you bought a like 20 or 30 year old trophy truck. Like something that's not competitive modern day is like clearly not of the current era. Is it similarly off-roady? Yes. It is an actual 1,000 mile race down the Baja Peninsula. So what, do they just put like big knobbly tires on this thing and just send it through yeah. the dunes? Yeah, they use the suspension constructed for that. Yeah. Oh, so what? What it triumph looks more road oriented to me than that? I wouldn't so have assumed. Part of that is because you don't see twin shock bikes all that often anymore. It's that's pretty much just a vintage or trying to look vintage thing. Modern bikes almost always it's a single shock. A lot of the times. It's there is a linkage attaching the shock to the swing arm so that you get some mechanical advantage and you can better control the motion like ratio. cantilever suspension. Yeah. In a car. Neat. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Know that. It, it gives it gives you better control over the motion ratio of the shock. Bell crank. Yes. The word I learned. Um, it's the triangle piece. Yeah. Yeah. It goes. Right. It does. It does. Actually, it's a great. <laughs> Even without the hand motion, that's a good description. Yes. So twin shock bikes, they're, they're not all that common, but you can still build them pretty burly. So what Triumph did is they changed the factory tires out to something novelly, like it was an actually a proper off-road tire. And they put, so for off-road riding, it's really common, instead of using a pneumatic tube, They'll use a closed cell foam insert. If you're giving a lot of slow speed stuff, because you can't pop a closed cell foam insert. You can pop a tube. Like if you run too low over pressure, you can like oh, pinch like in the tires. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem- I was also picturing it in the shocks for yeah. a moment until I remembered we were talking about the knobbly tires. Right. The inserts, they're great at low speed, but they don't deal all that well with heat. And as all people who do performance things at all with vehicles know as you work a tire harder, it builds up heat. Sure. Like blasting across the dunes at wide open throttle on a big heavy bike will build up some heat. Even on a, a relatively lightweight desert bike, it'll build up some heat. I mean, the dunes themselves will build up some heat. It is the desert. It, 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 it's right there in the name. It's hot. <laughs> desert. <laughs> yes. That that is how it be. I'm glad we cleared up that the word desert is in fact inside of the word desert. <laughs> well, that wasn't. No, I was saying the heat is. Oh uh, yes, it's implied. The, the word is made out of word. 
Ah, uh, yes. Just the Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> picturing Buzz Lightyear with his long, long neck. Ah, uh, yes. The desert is made of desert. <laughs> yes. Where, where, where Buzz Lightyear does the, like, Microsoft solitaire thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> essentially correct. Yes. Um, so they put closed cell foam inside the tires. Right. It doesn't do great with heat. Right. So they, so they entered the, so they did that. They put different handguards on the bike from the stock. So it's, okay. the bike comes with handguards, but they're more cosmetic than anything. And I think they put a different, actually, no, they didn't put a different headlight on it. They just like put a number plate above the headlight and like took the license plate bracket off. Otherwise, factory stock bike. Entered it in the open bike category, which is normally what if you have a bike you'd run the Paris Dakar rally with, that ends up in open bike. It's the unlimited class, right. essentially. It, it's normally 450 or six, 690 ish CC single. Lightweight bike, big fuel tanks, fairing. And then Triumph shows up with like a like a nearly showroom stock bike that weighs over twice what everything else does and makes twice the power and has twice the cylinders. Yes. And they finish fifth in open bike only because the closed cell foam insert disintegrated in the dune section and it took them two hours to get the tire change. So foregoing that they may have, they would have podiumed. Yeah. They would have podiumed against bikes that weigh that are, purpose designed for that type of riding that's very impressive and if you need to know about tom this is how much of why you bought that particular bike how much most of it yes because many much percentages because (laughs) something cool was done with it yeah and that is a reason to own a thing and i i agree with this logic that's why why motorsports support that yeah yeah it's just like this thing was made to do a very cool thing that maybe it wasn't even designed to do and it just is good at it that's awesome hundy p bro yeah yeah and it i'm never gonna do that with the bike it's you're not gonna go to mexico and run in a thousand mile race tom i am disappointed which we did which we have established is hot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Because the desert is made of desert. Oh, no. But knowing that the bike can handle it, can yeah. handle that type of use and abuse. Sure. Is, it's a lot of peace of mind. It's now, the same concept as like, oh, this car has done X lap time at the Nürburgring. Like, I'm never going to do that, but it's cool that it can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how many Nissan Altimas did it? No. I'm <laughs> Too soon? No. Okay. No, not. Yeah, it's been long enough. Um, but I yeah, think I was so, making ultimate jokes in the hospital, man. That's I'm pretty fair. sure you were. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. So, um, so you got that. Mm? Uh, do we talk about how many motorcycles you I, have? I, because I, it's not just one now. This is accurate. The um, other motorcycle you also bought. Because I spend a lot of time at either at the track or on track. With my 390. So as much time as I spent actually riding on the track, I've spent probably 15 or 20 times as much time standing on the side of the track taking pictures of people for Josh. Fantastic learning opportunity. Because you get the best seat in the house to watch people who actually know what they're doing demonstrate their knowledge. Mm. It's like, 
the roughly that's, yeah that's interesting i never thought about year. that but it's it's far more visual on yeah. a motorcycle mm-hmm. because there's leaning because there's body position right because there's so it's, much more about it it's not just a still frame of the bike in motion it's a still frame of someone conducting doing the a bike thing in right a way yeah it's like the roughly year between my second and third track day i spent a lot of that time taking pictures at NC Bike, watching what the fast people look like when they do the thing. So I went into that with a huge amount of kind of monkey see, monkey do knowledge, which it, it's, it seems silly, but it's the best way I can describe it. Like the breaking point for turn one, I sat out the first session and then I just walked over and watched the guys in advance on roughly the same displacement bikes where they were braking for turn one. And it's like, there's nothing materially different about their bike to mine. If they can do it, I can do it. And this is why I also encourage riding along, if you don't get motion sick, riding along with other people at the track in cars. Yeah. Uh, Especially cars that are similar to yours, Mm -hmm. because it's very much the same. Somebody of a higher skill level, you know, in a car, you have the opportunity to actually ride with them on a bike not so much but it's it's a similar thing mm-hmm. because just observing like listen if they can break this much later mm-hmm. if they can carry this much more speed through here yeah then yeah you you take that and apply it to how you do it mm-hmm. yeah because for me it, i did this before i ever put a wheel on track so i was like okay guys on 300 like ninja 300s all that so they're theoretically coming into it with a little bit more speed because they have a fairing and they have actual wind, like streamlining and all that. And they're coming in with a little more speed, but they're also like advanced level riders. I'm not going to brake as hard as they do, but I'm not going to be arriving as fast as they do. So I'll use the same braking point as my start and I'll refine from there. And it's just like, okay, I watch like, when they pop up out of the tuck and get on, the, I see the front end dives. Like, okay, that's about where I'm gonna gonna get on the break. And it's just like it worked. And I I never found myself in possession of too many speeds and not enough time to shed them. And I only got outbraked once by a later bike who ended up in the gravel trap. Does Makes that really count as outbreaking though? Then <laughs> he did pass me under braking, but then I immediately passed him. Under, under not the gravel track. <laughs> right. By, by being on the track. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Uh, and oh. this relates directly to your other bike because... So I, I, what is the I'm, other bike? I'm trying to bring the, you back around. The other bike to what I was is the big brother of my old 390 is a Duke 890. Which is... It's still Do Wait, the numbers me, still me, apply to the... Let me just check display? here. That is three is less than eight. Correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. That is yeah. an accurate. I, I just just, that, I just that needed, to check, needed Lenny... to check the numbers there. As it turns out, Corey, it's right there in the name. <laughs> Corey's a numberologist. <laughs> you mastered numerology. I did. And I Big did. Bang theology. Yeah. Yeah. Performed lobotomies mm-hmm. with telekinetic psychology. Yes. Yeah. Lincoln Park. Anyone? Anyway. I don't think that's from like, reanimation. What, it is. It what, sure is. What Lincoln Park song? It's it's, it's a, from it's reanimation. A that's from a reanimation. that's the high voltage. Yes. Uh, the, yeah. 
It's Mike Shinoda. Anyway, that is such an underrated album that no one ever talks about. Slaps, and it is man. such a banger. It's every track on it is as good as anything else they did. Yep. Dude, Hybrid Theory Reanimation Meteora is like one of the best. It's runs. a great, it's a great three album run. I know this is related to the KTM Duke eight ninety. I think Meteora turned closely, twenty but... recently or something. Oh, like stop! That. Or I gotta, I don't want to be reminded of that. That's how one year time do. Okay, it's <laughs> gonna. Hey, one, hey, one you know day that thing you said earlier now. about not waking up. That makes me just not want to wake up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh, that fact. Not really. So, um, so you have a uh, Duke eight ninety. Ju- yes, er, it's not a Juke though. I swear, I looked at the graphic and they didn't do the same. Right, they thing. they actually put the. So I will call it a Duke. Thing. They 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 gave you the whole D this the time. D. <laughs> how. How that, many that, how many of those are we allowed before we get an explicit tag <laughs> on iTunes? Uh, uh, I I think any swears get you an explicit tag on iTunes. Oh, okay. But I could well, be wrong. I could be wrong about that. I think that. we're doing pretty well mm-hmm. this time. Um, Meteor released in March 2003. By the way, all right. <laughs> Three months, folks. We, we're still good. We're, we got time. Um, that, al- that album can't buy alcohol for another year. We're okay. Uh, you know what? Yeah, let's let's go with that. Uh, in America, we don't have any international listeners. It's fine. Yeah, eight ninety cc is it? Does it still indicate the engine so, displacement or no? You the, told me they did something screwy the, now. The right? slightly, well, not slightly. The maddening thing about KTM's naming convention for their street bikes: everything ends in ninety. Right, like my old three ninety. This is what Lexus is doing now. Yeah. Lexus, BMW, everybody's doing you can, it now. But, but Lexus used to be like the bastion of your engine displacement was in the name. Yeah. It was right. Like, it was literally right there like in the name. My GX470 BM- is BMW a 4.7 liter. But now you can get an IS300 that comes with like a two and a half liter. Yep. Why? That they had the IS two fifty. I don't know why that went away. Who knows? Who knows why they do anything? Because because two fifty is less than three hundred and you can't you, you can't go down. This guy with his numbers. I don't know yeah. how he does it. Well the it. Lexus did it. They went from the GX four seventy to the GX four sixty. But that did go model. down to a four point six liter. Uh-huh. Right. Which I, made more power and was more efficient because and, less and, reliable. And I wonder if they I just bet. randomly sold less of them because it's a smaller number, and that means it's not I, as good. It's like the 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 third pounder, quarter pounder conundrum. Yeah, that's that right. Went oh, around. That, oh, that where people thought a third was less. Hurt. Yeah, yep. so they didn't buy them. Yep. yep, that's a genuine thing that happened. That happened in America. <laughs> yep, bleep yeah. It's gonna <laughs> yeah saving us from the explicit tag. This is the bad place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So. The, so it's what displacement then? So my old 390, for for instance, was actually a 372cc. Okay. The Naturally. Roundup. Yes. The Super Duke and the Super Adventure are the model numbers to the 1290, except that it's a 1301. Well, it's close. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The... I'll let it slide. The 8... So the 790, which turned into the 890. Same engine, just large, more bigger, just, more bigger strokes. Just more numbers. Yeah, but the chassis is the same. 
is seven ninety nine and eight ninety nine CC respectively. Okay. Now the transition from a single to a twin happens at the seven ninety. Well, seven ninety eight ninety platform. So mine is an eight nine nine CC twin with a. It's a. They do something weird with the crank interval, the firing interval, so that it feels like the power delivery and the sound is like that of the 85 degree V twins that they had been previously making. It's like a, a 485 degree firing order. It, what? Yeah. So it's the degree separation between top dead center at on cylinder one and cylinder two. Uh-huh. So it's the crank. When they fire, though. So on the, because it's a four stroke. Right. So. Set, put just put the other way, then, by the time it comes back and fires on cylinder one, is very short. Right. So you have a so, long gap between one and two, and then right. it's right back to one, and then a long gap, and then two, and then right back to one. Right. So you get like so, a ba-bop, 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 ba-bop. Yeah. So bo- as far bo- as, bo- as the tire is concerned, part of it's for marketing, part of it's for they just want it, like, that sound is kind of their I, brand identity. I, I, I get that, but... Why, How, well, why the long gap between one and two, as opposed to a long gap between two and one? So, well, you this, only have two. So, if you're gonna have a long gap, the other one's gonna be short, right? Like naturally. Yeah, right? I, I know, I know. But why put the gap between? So this is actually why a long gap they, is what I want to know. I like why so, a long yeah. one and a short one instead of just like a hundred or yeah, I guess three sixty. It would be because it's so a part of it so. is due to like the internal balancing of the engine. Uh, an even firing order, theoretically, it's like the primary balance, which is the balance of the act, the reciprocating mass, is perfect on a hundred eighty degree firing order. Right. When when one piston is going up, the other is going down at at, at the same rate. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. So that part is perfectly balanced, but it's, I think it's something like the secondary balance of the engine is off. Is this like the flat this is plane? A real deep yeah, flat plane crank thing. Yeah. yeah, where you wind up with like what seems like an odd gap between the mm. combustion strokes, but it actually winds up equaling math and physics and so, stuff. It's better. Words. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this is something that MotoGP was playing with this back right before they switched out away from two strokes. So you, an even firing order would be referred to as a screamer engine because it's, it just it sounds like it is revving to the point where you, the individual pulses are not discernible at all. Does that like, make sense? Because when you're turning like, 18, 19, 20,000 RPM. God, bikes are cool. Right? Why do they get all the RPMs? They don't need torque. <sighs> exactly. Okay. Yeah, I guess. They're, Short stroke. I think it was Honda started playing around with what they called Big Bang engines, where instead of being an even firing order, it's pairs of cylinders that fire and then a long gap between them. The benefit to this was, so with, it ends up being not a smooth power delivery, 
which ends up being the benefit. Because mm. I guess at that point, tire technology hadn't really caught up to what the engines were able to produce. So if you've got a 200 horsepower two-stroke with a very, very narrow power band that's producing nice, even flow power. every 90 degrees or whatever it is. Yeah. You end up with... You overload the tire? Yeah. You, you, literally, you, you're overloading the tire. Because like, it's, it's kind of like using an impact versus using a breaker bar. Kind of, sort of. Uh, except the benefit in one is the curse in the other. Like, you, with a breaker bar, you can put a lot of torque and it's nice and smooth and evenly delivered. And sometimes that means you loosen the bolt. Sometimes it means you turn a one-piece bolt into a two-piece bolt. Sometimes it means you smack yourself in the head when it finally comes loose. <laughs> yes. Uh, versus an impact, it's, it, it impacts. Sure. The Big Bang engines... Are a breaker bar. Right. The, well, no, the Big Bang engines are like an impact. It's yeah. a very rough application of, of the power. Uh, I see. Because you get a pulse and then a weight and then a pulse and then a weight. Right. And it tire, because tires are kind of springy, they can take that pulse and it might be more power than they could apply consist, like continuous, but for a moment before the tire breaks the tire. loose, it'll still apply that power to the road interesting and then you have the brake which gives the tire a chance to relax and basically like the more than continuous it's like wrinkle in drag tires exactly like you actually want that ability for it to wind up a bit and still have grip Mm -hmm. and then a moment for it to kind of catch up to itself and then go again exactly instead of just applying it all crazy smoothly Yeah. yeah So this is basically the same principle with your two-cylinder so, 890-ish? It, it's... The way it applies the power? On production-derived bikes and, like, street bikes, it's more of a... It's honestly more of a marketing thing. Okay. Now, there is still a... Like, if I go out and ride the Triumph versus the KTM, uh, granted, very different purposes to the way the engines are built, remarkably similar horsepower the two feel very different the triumph i think is a it's either a 270 degree or a 360 degree whereas both pistons go up and down at the same time it's just one's on the power stroke while the other is on the uh compression oh i see in the ktm the pistons aren't even going up and down at the same time right they're like out it, of it's, phase it's, and that's where you want the the this. degree that i had mentioned was how much out of phase top dead center of compression stroke cylinder one is from top dead center compression stroke of cylinder two right oh yeah the end goal is you put a ktm 890 with the parallel twin next to an old 990, which is, it's one of their old V-twin platform. And with a similar exhaust, they're going to sound very, very similar. And the power delivery is going to be very, very similar. Because as far as the tire is concerned, the firing interval is the same. Hmm. Now, maybe once you get into superbikes, firing interval matters a little bit more in terms of rideability, but 
even at that level and tire technology has come so far that the benefit is not as pronounced until you get to MotoGP. And even then tire technology has come so far that big bang engines and screamers can be competitive with one another. So the goal in having two bikes now is that the scrambler will obviously carry you a thousand miles down the Baja Peninsula right? or around on the road yeah. for the most part. And the KTM will hopefully go back to the track. Yes. The scrambler is the ride around town, go do long trips. Cause the 390 was cap- certainly capable of doing long trips. Like I've I mean, done however many miles on the thing. Yeah. I think at the time of the accident, I had about 28, almost 29,000 miles on it for a 2018. The joy of being in your 20s. Right. But like I, I've done however many Blue Ridge cruises, which are each about a 300 and something mile day. I've ridden it up to and back from D.C. a couple of times. It, it, it'll do it. But for someone of my stature, it's not comfortable. And that bike doesn't have a whole lot of light, uh, luggage capability and no wind protection to speak of. The Scrambler also has no wind protection to speak of, but that's easier to rectify should I want to. And it can actually carry luggage because it's an adventure bike that's just dressed up like an insufferable hipster douchebag bike. <laughs> right. It'll do all of the things, and I, I can... An entire day of riding. I, I want to ride it down to Barbara Sports Park and just like spend a week wandering around the museum and trying to convince them to like lock me in the museum so I have more time to look at it. But I'm not going to do a track day on that unless maybe just take it out on Shenny so that the photographer can get cool pictures of it. But like it, it's not a track bike. Sure. The, too big, too heavy. Too big, too heavy. Like the geometry just isn't really set up for it. It it's that's not what that bike was made for. It might be perfectly capable of it, but there's other things that are better. It's like, are you listening, SN95 Mustang owners? <laughs> quit, quit going. Uh, listen, to the track. if you only if you have a it. two point roll bar, apparently you can do oh an endurance God. race with it. Safety at Dominion, y'all. Listen, yeah, can versus should. Sheesh. Okay, but. I'm also the the guy who can't I look at the can versus should and I sometimes I think challenge accepted fair but in this case sure so the scrambler won't really do track but the and, KTM will right and the KTM won't really do multi hundred mile days with luggage and stuff comfortably but it'll go on track really well like tool for the job yeah, like there's kind of a side series that's been following the AMA-sanctioned Superbike series around. It's Roland Sand Super Hooligan. It's basically for that type of, like the middle displacement nakeds and honestly stuff kind of like the Scrambler. And it's kind of a shoe-in for the KTM 890. And there's a guy out of Pacific Northwest who walked away with the championship on a KTM 890. Hmm. Like, they they work as drag bikes. Nice. It's just, you have to accept that you're not going to have a fairing. Sure. Sounds like you've accepted that. Yeah. I've never ridden a track bike with a fairing. 
so I, I don't know what I'm missing. Why start now? Yeah. So yeah. I think I think that's a pretty good place to wrap it up for the evening. Yeah. yeah. We got, that we that got brings it. us to all of Tom's current stable of vehicles. Yeah. yeah. And nice vision for what's to come, I think, in the yeah. in the coming year. Would love yeah. to hear uh hear back from you once you've gotten the eight ninety out on track and compared it to the the old three ninety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Tom, where if people wanted to follow you on the internet, where can they do so? The Steve alluded to this earlier. I am findable on Instagram at Mountain Biker Tom, all one word. And if you've been sticking this out for what's probably three episodes, we alluded to <laughs> right. much earlier. Uh, my other Instagram, which is more motorsports focused and like motorsports photography focused, is Bumphead Racing. Because sometimes I bump head. Yes. And and racing. Sometimes the, the, the bumping of the head happens on the windshield frame of a Nissan Altima. Yeah. yeah. That was, and let's just state for the record, you had that Instagram before so I, that. I had that Instagram before that. Because of mountain Because bike of things. my ability to acquire injuries on, <laughs> on mountain bikes. And I just, just decided to lean into it a little bit. Decided to level For, that up. Yeah. Infinitely. Let's uh let's stop leveling it up, shall we? Yeah, I think you're good. I, I, think I will it's enough slices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will endeavor to not not increase the level of the injuries that I have acquired. That sounds good. That does sound good. Uh I am found as always uh at beerandbackfire.com click on our sponsor it's got some it's got some purple hearts next to it uh i have still still one of my favorite things on the internet Corey, where are you found for good food rip pants and a gigantic adorable horse of a dog yeah he is on boy. on the instagrams at c.crehan and you can follow me on instagram at the daily downshift and Please follow do. fun car buildy blog things at the daily downshift.blogspot.com it's also yes. linked on the website it is it is uh, any hoot thanks folks but up 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 up